Well, did you know the answer? Yes, ma'am. So why didn't you speak up? I don't know, ma'am. Let me tell you something, Michelle. As long as you're my daughter, when you know that you know, I want you to speak up. I don't care if you have to squeeze your butt cheeks, close your eyes, and scream it out. You say your truth. These were the words of my mother that I would hear over and over growing up about how when you knew you had to be confident. So this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack, where we're going to talk about confidence, how to jumpstart it, boot camp it, and boost it. I'll see you on the flip. I'm listening intently to the audiobook as I take another step and finish another lap. Whew. 14 laps. This is the most I've done in ages. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my ankles and my legs and even my hamstrings. But I keep going because the book is helping to feel me. The book is helping me to get into my zone, get into that area, that back back room where I have to go into to jumpstart, to boost, and even boot camp my confidence. I can do this. I listen to the narrator as he continues to tell the story of this man. Now, I'm not going to lie. This isn't my first time listening to this book since I got it. But it is a first that I've heard in this story that I've heard over and over again. You see, I'm listening to the book, Can't Hurt Me, by David Goggins. And I'm at the point where he's talking about qualifying for a race to be able to do one of his first ultra marathons. And this time, I hear something a little different. It's not in the way the narrator is conveying the story. It's in the way the tone and the emotion of the words get me. You see, this man is talking about walking on feet that are broken for 100 miles. And I keep hearing the thumb and the drumbeat of his confidence being built. Now, I've heard this story from him on numerous YouTube retellings and even in the book that I first listened to. But no, this time, this time, because I'm in the zone, this book is channeling and driving and drilling straight down to what is being built behind the curtain. And that's the confidence to succeed, the confidence to keep going, and the confidence to know that you're not going to break me. And so that is what I want to talk about today with this wisdom smack. This wisdom smack today is a shout out to everyone who is out there and who is trying to do it and trying to push forward. And I want you to know that with every step you take, whether it be physical or mental, know that in the back room, in the dark corner, there is a boot camp going on. That's building, boosting, and jump-starting your confidence. Now, when I was younger and growing up, my grandmother would kind of tag team with my mother, sometimes known, sometimes unknown, on different topics. And on her area of confidence and arrogance, she was very vocal. 
One thing my grandmother couldn't stand is she couldn't stand a haughty person. She couldn't stand a person who was arrogant. And there came a time when I was old enough to ask her, well, what is the difference between arrogance and and knowing that you know? And she didn't miss a beat. She says, confidence is when you know that you know, no matter what anyone says, and you're willing to stand your ground for it. She said, that arrogance, though, she says, that's that hope. That's that belief that you know something and you have nothing to base it on. She said, that's the folly and the foolish. And she basically said, arrogance is the fool where confidence is the wizard or the wise. And it stuck with me because she said it over and over again. She was sometimes asking me, are you being arrogant? And that meant to go back through and see, am I proving to myself that I can do this or I know this or this is to be true? Now, I can't blame her on some of my shortcomings uh, that I have talked to you about in the past of my need for perfection and my hypercriticalness of myself where I feel like I have to search, I have to know, I have to be right before I say anything. And in this world where information is evolving like a a kaleidoscope on crack, you can't always be right because sometimes you say something that was right a year ago and it's wrong today. And so it's really challenging me. But in the meantime and in between time, I'm still going back and the the wisdom that I'm getting right now is that confidence is not something that you get one day and you never have to maintenance it. You never have to repair it. Nope. Confidence is just like exercise and just like self-maintenance. You always need to be working on it. So here I am. I'm out on the track. And I've recently realized that my way of eating and taking care of myself had caused some other hormonal things to trigger in my life. And I was instructed that I needed to change the way I was eating. And thus, with that change and this particular situation and time in my life, I had put on weight. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've never been a person who was so into her looks that I couldn't function. But I will tell you this, that I was despondent. I I was down. I was like, I'm doing everything I know to do. And it's not working. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And I'm beaten down. And I'm on the track. And it seems like every step I take is for naught. Every step I take feels like, roots of a tree trying to grasp onto the ground and hold me still. And so I needed some pump me up. I needed that. And I'm I'm not one to listen to music while I'm on the track. I like to listen to books and and um podcasts and 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 interviews and biographies. And so I'm out there and I'm like, I I need the good stuff. And I put on this book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Now, if you have not read or listened to this book, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to say I would probably encourage you to, if you don't get anything else, please get the podcast because it has extra stuff in it. It's actually where the narrator reads the book and then they have sessions where they stop and David talks to the narrator about 
it's kind of like a director's cut about what was going on at that time and extra tidbits that may not have made it in the book, backstory, origin story stuff that was so phenomenal and made this uh, it, this audiobook a true listening experience. And so, yeah, I'm going to drop the link for you guys. I encourage you to get the book as well as the audio. But if you can't get one or just one, if you can only get one, get start with the audiobook. It will change you. It will it will do some things to you. A little background on Mr. Goggins. Uh, he is a retired Navy SEAL. He's a um, ranger uh, and he's an ultra marathoner. And um, his story is so powerful that he he goes to the depths and understanding of human performance and human adaptability. So much so that he is helping me to um, experience and enjoy things that I never thought I would experience, um, starting with the physical. And I'm always m- reminded of this this um, this statement, um, first natural, then spiritual. And so a lot of his technique is from that uh, side of things. And thus, I'm embracing ways of uh, expanding myself through the physical. Uh, because of him, I'm, I'm enjoying and exploring um, my breath work in new ways, playing with temperatures for my body, uh, getting out of my comfort zone for the heat and the cold. Now, I'll tell you, I'm, I love cold more than I love hot, but exploring both of those sides to get a broader view. And here I was thinking that I was doing it for mental dexterity and, and strength, only to find out that there is another gift, and that is of reconnecting with, jumpstarting and boosting and building my confidence in who I am, what I can do, and how I can do it. So I'm out here and I have missed a day of walking due to some stuff that I it went too far. I mean, too long, not too far, too long uh, business work. And so I had made a promise that I was going to do more the next day. And it was already hard because I'm on this walking trail with inclines and I'm, I'm carrying this extra weight. And this is uh, after it's, it's, it's warm enough to be out there where you're not freezing your toes off. And I'm out there and I'm listening to this book. It's cold. I'm hot, but I'm cold. And my ankles are feeling sore and I'm feeling it in my hamstrings. And I'm on a lap further than I've, I've gone in, in, a, in a year of how long, you know, and I'm trying to do it at a faster pace. And I'm listening to this book. And I don't know if, if you have these scenarios, but sometimes when I'm listening to a book, something that is said triggers me and I go off um, into another realm. And I, I, I tend to get a little lesson, a little micro lesson about things. And that's when it hit me that this book was superseding my understanding to go in and build my confidence. Just like Mr. Goggins, when he was learning what his body would do for him, he was building his confidence. And confidence is something. It's it's a miraculous gift. When you're confident, it means that confidence has been brought out of experience, out of struggle, out of um, revelation, out of so many things, because confidence is the evidence or the knowing 
of what you have done, that you can do it and you can do more. And because of that, I was, I was amazed. I was like, wow, I can do this. Because as he was talking, I thought about those times when I was younger, when I had to do something unprepared. Um, You see, when I went to my first grad school program, they had a mandatory exercise program. They believed in um, educating the whole body, mind, body, and spirit. So you didn't just, and this was graduate school. This was not undergrad. This was everybody. And so each semester to be able to advance to your next semester, no matter what you got in your grades, you had a physical proficiency based on your age, not your weight. It was age and gender at the time, but not your weight, not your physical ability, your age and your gender. That meant that each person, unless you were physically deemed by a physician that you could not do that, you had to, are you ready? You had to run. You had to tread water. And there were like four components that you had to do. You had to prove flexibility, agility, uh, cardio, and, and some other stuff. So I remember having to tread water for two minutes. I remember each semester having to run. They they had the nerve to call it a fun run. That wasn't a fun run. But anyway, you had to do that. Um, you had to do uh, these calisthenics and uh, do them for a certain amount of two minutes. And you had to get a certain amount done. And there were some other things. It's fuzzy now. But it involved running, and I had never been a runner. I loathe running. Even though I was active as a kid playing tennis and, and stuff, I loathe running. I really did. And so being in graduate school and having to make sure, and I went to grad school right after college, so I'm still in that age range where I have to run pretty fast. And I did it each semester. And I did not, I did not run through the semester, but some kind of way I willed myself, and I don't even want to say will, but some kind of way I did it. And I reached back now, these years later, on that track where I'm I'm feeling depleted, I'm feeling a shell of myself, I'm feeling a failure. And I pulled on that and I knew that I had the confidence to do it. And I knew that I had been taught proper form for running to avoid injury and even for walking. Thank you for this program for doing that. And thus, I started to focus on my form to make sure I didn't cause any injury. And although I thought I could not go any further because I'm like, oh, this hurts. I can't take this hill again. And I knew I had a few more laps to go. I got them done. And I'm listening to this book and the revelation hits me. The wisdom smacks, smacks me inside my head that this is about building your confidence. I didn't realize until then that confidence is one of the key components to mental acuity, dexterity, and, and strength. How can you build who you are from a mental aspect if you're not convinced of what you can do. And that's where that confidence comes in, being convinced of what you can do. I went back and I thought about those lessons that my mom and my grandmother would give us about being confident, never arrogant, never haughty, but confident. And the thing that I remembered is that my mom would remind me, You can't be confident if you're not practicing. You know, she would challenge us. Read books. 
go back and review those books. It was because of her that I got into the habit of if I read a book, don't just say I read it, revisit it after a while and see all the new stuff that you would get from having read that book. Now, there have been many books I have read uh, read in my lifetime that I would like to go back and read, but because of time, I don't really have that. But I do make note of books that I love, and I do put them on a to-be-read-again list. As you've heard before, every year, I... um. I have a month where I uh, reread The Alchemist, and I'm actually in that month that I reread that. Uh, some of the other books on my list are um, now I have fiction, I have nonfiction, I have um, articles and things that I, I like because I like the nuance and the newness that I get from them. Check out my podcast on new versus improved. And um, that'll give you some insight on new and seeing different angles. Um, but when it comes to this confidence, I'm, I'm, I'm currently learning that confidence is a boot camp. And, and in a boot camp, I don't know if you've ever taken one, but in these boot camps, if they're done in a way that is beneficial to all, it's not about being... Um, strenuous for the for the sake of being strenuous. No, a boot camp is about being able to tap into your um, strengths and weaknesses to make you a better person on the other side. It's about learning what your strengths are so that they can bolster and boost your weaknesses. I know that when it comes to me getting my um, health together, I tend to do well when I can have a flow and a rhythm. And so I have to set my rhythm. And listening to music, I don't know why. It's just never really been that for me. My flow and my rhythm usually comes from my mental interactions with um, audible stimulation through books. I love to listen to books while I walk and or exercise. It's just my thing. But that helps me to set a rhythm and I get into it. And before you know it, I have done what I was supposed to. And I, I um, come to the end of those workouts feeling re- uh, refreshed and rewarded. And my confidence builds. It, it, <laughs> I, I have had times where when I was younger, where I was a runner, I would go out. And like I said, now sometimes I would listen to music, but that's just not my go-to. I mean, I don't have to have like a music track. Give me a few books. I'm good. And I remember going out and there was a time when I, like I said, I was a runner. And uh, this is after graduate school and all this kind of stuff. And I would go out and I would do my running. It would be great. And I would realize that I had created anchors of the sites I've seen and uh, certain passages and books that were um, linked, intrinsically linked together, where they kept, they 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 helped each other to have a stronger imprint on my memory on and I believe on um, the impact of what I was doing and what I was learning, and so I have liked the way they go hand in hand. But it didn't happen until recently that I learned that not only am I strengthening my mind, am I um, strengthening my body, but I am strengthening parts of me that you can't put your finger on, but they are so necessary. And that is my confidence in my abilities and who I am. Uh, 
And thus, that brings me to this thing. A confidence boot camp is not just about um, what you can do based on experience. The new revelation that I'm getting here is a confidence boot camp, uh, a jumpstart, a boost, is about the belief updating, upgrading, breaking, and then reestablishing or setting a new belief system in what you can do. Now, this book and this person, Mr. David Goggins, he has a phrase that has become very popular. If if you've already heard anything, you already know what I'm going to say. But if you haven't, he talks about how he got this thought And I don't remember if he calls it a revelation or if it's just um, a thought, but he was like, because his body was so adaptable to the stressors and the strains that he put it under, he was able to realize that his body would do way more than he thought. He, throughout the book, he would always say things like, the mind is just amazing what the mind can do. And it was funny because he wasn't necessarily talking about his body, although he was going to his mind through his body. But he talked about his mind and he talked about what the mind could endure. And he talked about the depths and the dark side of of where his mind would take him when he was in extreme pain or when he was having to endure ungodly um, tasks and and, and, tasks. stresses on his body. He talked about his mind. And like I said before, I'm walking and I'm listening and I'm gasping for air. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I, I can do this. I can do this without injury. I can do this. And I'm I'm taking these heels and I'm on this track and I'm hiking and my feet are, are hurting because I'm hitting all these rocks and I'm too tired to walk around all of the little gravelly rocks that are big enough to cause you issues. And I keep going. And like I said, it hits me. I'm getting into that back room, that dark room where confidence hides and where you have to start building it. And then the bigger revelation happens where I I start remembering all those lessons my mother and my grandmother gave me. My mother, when you know something, squeeze your butt cheeks and shout it out, but let it be known. And I'm thinking it's not just about letting it be known to others, but letting it be known to myself, what I believe and who I am. And then my grandmother talking about the difference between arrogance and um, confidence. And, And this is another thing that she taught me about confidence that I didn't say earlier. She says, when you're confident, that's the most humble you can be. She says, because you do not lie. You do not put more or any less than who you are and what you can do. And she says, but, you know, always be confident. Now, she was not about telling people about your confidence as much as she was about being just okay with it. And so all of this stuff is cooking in my in my mental stockpot, simmering together to become this beautiful bouquet of a new dish that is is helping me. And I'm looking at it, and then the book continues, and I'm I'm still listening to to the story of how he qualified for this first ultra marathon. Well, it wasn't his first one, but anyway, just get the book. You'll you'll know when when you get to that part. And he says something, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but then it was like boom, and that's when I realized I was in this boot camp for my confidence, and I I started to learn the big revelation for this particular time was the forty percent. He talked about the body and the mind 
if you're hurting and you're feeling like you can't do it, you've really only hit about 40% of your capacity. And boom, that 40% capacity, it then triggered me to realize that this was a shredding of my current belief system. And when he said only 40% and you're feeling like you're at 110, boom, your beliefs of what you can do have got to be shredded. They've got to be torn down. And thus, now you're on this new path of building a new confidence because you're building a new side of who you are and what you can accomplish and what you can be. And so I went through the last, I think I I did like four more laps or had to do four more laps to, to meet my previous goal of what I wanted to set up for the day. And when I did them, it was amazing. My ankle stopped hurting. My hamstrings seemed to have warmed up enough to, to not get tight. And I finished those four laps as if I were in my first set of four. I, I was just like, wow. And it happened in a, in a snap of a finger. The transformation happened in the blink of an eye, in the, um, the split second of a thought. And I realized, 40%, boom, what I believed can now be reassembled, dismantled, and improved. And you know how you know a thing, but you don't know a thing until you're in the thing? I had heard his 40% rule all this time, but it was coupled with that story and how he came through it and succeeded. And then he talked about the, um, the human adaptability of what can happen when your body and your mind and your soul and spirit are in alignment to achieve, achieve something, how the body will work with all these other components to do what it needs to, to keep you in the game, in the hustle, in the race. And it was all about this belief and how belief is tied into the confidence and how confidence is part of that engine behind who we are and what we do and and where we go. But not only that, I got in that flash of a moment when he talked about that 40%, I got to the point where I realized, yeah, I'm not doing most of what I used to do. And not because it was I was younger. No, I my expectations have fallen so low and my confidence had hit and had hit so many hits because I had not been doing what I needed to um bolster, to boost, to maintain and to jumpstart and rehabilitate my confidence. Along the way, I have forgotten that confidence is like a plant. It needs to be watered. It needs to have sunlight. It needs to have good energy to continue to thrive and grow. And it was emaciated. And the beliefs attached to it had devolved. And so here I am on this track, walking. And because I am infused, that's what I want to say, infused with the words of this book, because I'm an auditory learner. I'm listening um, with my ears. My soul and spirit are taking in the deeper, um, deeper lessons. And I'm starting to, so much so that I'm starting to get what it means. My subconscious is, is not 
just holding it back, I'm able to now understand some of what's going on beneath the surface. I love it when that happens. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not just building my body. I'm not even just building my confidence in that dark back room of the mind where Mr. Goggins talks about that. I am now orchestrating, architecting, and building, constructing new belief systems. Now, remember, um, I talked, like I said, I talked in another podcast about new versus improved. I was not just improving my confidence. I was not improving my beliefs. I was building new confidence, new beliefs in what I could do. And I was basing them on new evidence of what I could do, going forward, going faster, doing those things. Um, There are industries, and I'm part of it, you know, part of the healing arts where people hire people to help them to uh, approach and um and succeed in these new levels of belief and new levels of confidence. We attach names like um, coach, mentor, uh, and mentor to these to these heights that we want to achieve. And it is because somewhere deep inside, we have that seed of knowing that beliefs are made to be reconstructed and evolved and grown. We have to understand that our uh, path to whatever it is we're trying to get, it involves more than just one thing. And a lot of times it involves way more than you think you're doing on the surface. Like I said before, I was out there, I'm trying to uh, find new approaches and new ways to handle this situation uh, with my body and um, with hormonal stuff and going out here and and doing different or or intimidating things uh, bolstered me to, to get this lesson that I don't think I could have gotten before. So the wisdom smack of the day is that you Always need to be checking in on the level of your confidence and be willing to update it, boost it, and grow it. Guess what? This is Michelle Spiva, and my time is up, and I want to thank you for yours. This has been another broadcast of the Wisdom Smack podcast. Please like, share, comment, rate, and review. And if you like it, share the link um, with people. Also, to support us, please do so by using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And guess what? That's it for the day. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.